I was good, I don't need to preach now. Uh, respect to you guys. Um, welcome. Welcome to church and um, welcome to week three of our series, our Undone series, Reflecting Romans. Before we start, I just want to do a shout out because I can to my wife who had a big birthday this week. Um, so cheers to you. And uh, I won't tell you how much she was, but I had an O on the end. So you can have a guess. 30? Yes, okay. Oh, who said that? Oh, Dobber. Yes. Don't know. Yes. She looks fantastic for her age. It must be that husband of hers. Um, If you've not been here the last couple of weeks of this series... Uh, We're looking at the book of Romans uh, and how we should live in response to God's grace. Sandy started a couple of weeks ago and uh, by directing us to... I'm just going to put my timer on. Um, Sandy started the series a couple of weeks ago by directing us to the first few verses of Romans 12. And it starts this way. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy... Sandy pointed out that this therefore was there for a reason. The therefore was telling us that we should take notice or we should reflect on what Paul was talking about before this point. And then what Paul was actually talking about was God's mercy. What God has done for us, that we should look back on that in view of God's mercy Offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, Paul says. Offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. It's an odd kind of phrase. It's an odd kind of response. What does that mean? Offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. This was explained so simply and beautifully by Sandy. She said that we should give ourselves to Jesus every day, every part of us, so that we can think like Jesus so that we can act like Jesus and that we can reflect his teachings in our life so that we can live well as followers of Jesus. See, Paul in these verses is urging us to reflect on what God has done for us. God has done so much for us and we should respond accordingly by living right with God But Paul doesn't leave us there. He goes on to show us and tell us how to do that. And tonight I'm going to talk to you about the word respect. Now I have to admit I don't always get this respect thing right with people. Of course there are some people in my life that this is actually easy for. It's the ones who are respectable. They're easy whatever that means. It's the important people. It's the people who are like me. It's the people who are respectable to me. It's the people who like me and treat me well. See, my respect success rate with people like this is pretty good. I can do it most of the time. But you know what? It's so much harder with people that are not like that 
It's those people that I struggle with. The ones that I perceive as not respectable. Or that aren't as good as me. It's the people who are different to me that I find it hard to respect or show respect. It's those who are disrespectful to me or those who have wronged me or the ones that I love that I struggle to respect. You see, respect can be hard. And this struggle is reflected in my thoughts or my words to them and sometimes my words about them. Is that true for you? There's a few nods. What do you think of when you hear the word respect? What is respect? R-E-S-P-E-C-T Find out what it means to me R-E-S-P-E-C-T Uh, my, my mind immediately goes to that song. Uh, beautiful words, sock it to me, sock it to me, sock it to me. Um, but we all need a little bit of respect. Maybe we have a deep need for respect in our life. And you see, uh, respect isn't a word that we, or a virtue that we talk a lot about these days. Uh, certainly not as much as it was in my early years. And um, I uh, was interested in what Winnie was saying about their experience, and I, I guess mine was a little bit similar. As a young fella, respect looked and sounded a little bit like this. Respect your elders. I heard that a lot, actually. Respect your elders. Maybe it was because I didn't. Um, or that we had to call authority figures sir or man. Uh, including our teachers. Uh, Adults were to be referred to as Mr, Mrs or Miss. We wouldn't dare call them by their first name. If we went to a friend's place or a nice restaurant, my parents would say to me, take your manners with you. (laughs) What does that mean? Uh, Say your pleases and thank yous, they would say. Again, it was respectful to give up your seat for an adult. And respect meant being polite. It meant obedience. And sometimes it even meant be quiet. See, my take on respect in those early days that it was always directed to someone who was more important. Does that sound familiar to you? Is that what respect seems like to you? But is this the kind of respect that the Bible talks about? I found a definition in one of the words, uh, one of the uses of the English word respect in scripture is translated from the, from the Greek word, um, timio, and I think it's showing there. Timio means honour or value. To place great value or high price on something. You see, biblical respect is so much more than the yes, sir, no, sir, three bags full, sir. And while sometimes that might be appropriate, it's more about how we consider a person. It's more about how we treat them 
And the Jesus way is always to treat them well. Everyone. We're told in the Bible that we should honour or respect our leaders, our governing authorities, our politicians. It does actually say that we should respect, that we should show respect to and for the elderly. I thought my parents were making that up. Um, Husbands and wives should honour one another. Children should honour their parents. And then it says we should honour everyone. Everyone. Everyone? (laughs) Really? Does everyone actually deserve to be honoured? Can you answer that? Oh, this is really above and beyond kind of stuff. Honour everyone. But so is what Jesus said. He said, whoever amongst you wants to be great must be a servant. That's a little bit different. So is loving your neighbour, loving your enemies. So is rejoicing in all circumstances. So is considering it joy when you face trials. So is Jesus dying for the ungodly. Above and beyond. Listen to this. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. And hear this. Honour one another above yourselves. One of the other translations says, outdo one another in honour. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited but and do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful what is be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath, for it is written, it is mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. um, This stuff's really countercultural. It's an extraordinary way to live, to honour one another or honour others above ourselves, to bless those who persecute us, being willing to associate with those of a low position, not repaying evil for evil, and not taking revenge when someone wrongs you. It's extraordinary. It's a higher way of living. It's a greater way of living. And it makes a difference. Romans 14 talks about respect this way, by not judging or condemning people. 
particularly when they're different or they don't agree with us? Isn't it hard sometimes to respect someone when they're different, when they don't agree with us and they're vocal about it? But that's biblical respect. Respect means that we accept somebody for who they are even when they are different or they don't agree with us. Following on from what Sandy said a couple of weeks ago about humility, we read in Philippians this, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, rather in humility value others above yourself. Not looking only to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. See, respect and honour are totally about being others-focused. As I was writing this, I had to ask, why is respect so important? Why are we talking about respect? What does God want to teach us about respect? And it occurred to me this. Respect isn't a common characteristic in this world as it should be. Do you get that sense? It's not as common as it used to be. It feels like the virtue of respect for people is in decline. What I see and and hear is this, that in some schools, students, and in some cases even young children are more disrespectful towards teachers. And that there is more bullying in schools than in the workplace. There is a greater disregard for leadership or towards leadership in the workplace. And sometimes the disrespect is the other way, whether supervisor is disrespectful to the workers. And we wonder why there's poor culture in so many workplaces. What about the church? Do you think there's disrespect in the church? What about when people don't agree with the vision and direction of the church or with leadership decisions? What about when someone wrongs us? Are there relationship struggles in church? Are there? Of course there is. You've only had to say something bad about me or someone that I know, and I might, or you might have this struggle. What about when we know the bad stuff about people? Are these people always treated with honour and respect? What about when you know something really bad about someone? Do you treat them the same way? Is there gossip in the church? Is gossip disrespect? Of course it is. What about in the home? Is there disrespect? Is there dishonour in marriages? What about children towards parents? What about parents towards children? What about those in our world who don't know what it is to be valued? Who don't know what it is to be taken seriously or even noticed? Maybe it's because of how they look or how they speak. Maybe it's because they're not smart or talented. Maybe respect was just absent in their homes. What would it be like for them to be treated with 
honour and respect. Could that be life-changing for a person who has never experienced respect? What about the person who doesn't know Jesus? And they've never been inside a church. What if the person lives a very different lifestyle? A lifestyle that we may not necessarily agree with. What if their only experience of Jesus in church were judgmental Christians? But what if their experience of Christianity was love and respect? What kind of difference could that make? So what if we bought... What if we were intentional and we brought respect and honour into all those disrespectful situations? What if we treated people well in all situations? What if we repaid evil with good? What if we honoured others before ourselves? What if we considered others' interests before our own? What if we were radically inclusive even with those who are different to us and those who might not agree with us? What kind of change could happen if we were respectful, if we were honouring? And I know this is easier said than done. It is, really is. But maybe we would act differently. Maybe we could treat people differently if we saw them as God sees them. It's important to know this because this could actually be a God ch- a game changer. What does God say about us? What does God think about us? What does God think about the person that you're interacting with? And I'm going to tell you what it is. See, every person who ever lived was created in the image of God. Full stop. Exclamation mark. He says that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. His eyes saw our unformed bodies before we were even born. And all the days ordained to us were written in his book before one of them ever happened. So much does God consider us that he even knows the number of hairs on our head. And I make that job a whole lot easier for him. He loves us so much, he loves every one of us so much that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. That's how much God loves us. Jesus came to seek and save those who are lost, including us. We are God's beloved children. We are called God's friends. We are called God's workmanship or a masterpiece. This is what God thinks about us. He cares for us. The Holy Spirit lives in us. So when we do with a person, any person, this is a very special person that you're dealing with, a very valuable person to God our Father. Now imagine if you could see each person through that lens. Doesn't that information change the value of every person, Christian or not? Regardless of their situation, regardless of what they have done, this person is of greatest value. Sometimes we can look at an item in a store and it could be like any other similar item, but it can also be a whole lot more expensive 
or valuable. Why? Two items could look the same, but one can be made of more valuable materials. Or it could have been made by a master craftsman. Two items might be the same, but it took greater lengths to obtain one. Sometimes it's the much-loved items that are more valuable. Also, two items might look the same, but one is a name brand, and for that reason it becomes a whole lot more expensive. See, each person we come across is valuable. Each person was made in God's image and is a masterpiece. God went to great lengths to save that person that you're dealing with. This person is much loved by God. He calls them his child. He lives in them through his Holy Spirit. And for those reasons, they are valuable. So let's treat them with honour and respect. Let's treat them accordingly. They are of great value. I'm going to ask the band to come up. And as we think about respect, it's worth considering how Jesus actually treated people. Because we don't often really consider Jesus and respect together. But if we look a little bit closer, Jesus was all about valuing people. This is how he showed respect. He was all about valuing people. He was all about considering and meeting the needs of others. He treated people with love and dignity. He gave the best of himself to others. He associated with outcasts and sinners. He didn't condemn the sinner and he didn't repay evil with evil. So much did Jesus love and value us that he actually laid down his life for us. This is how Jesus lived his life. And it strikes me that some of Jesus' most defining qualities were service and humility. These were two of the qualities that actually set him apart. Service, humility. You know, Jesus could have come to earth with a whole different angle. He could have waved his God card as the ultimate authority. He could have commanded our respect and set us straight. But that's not the, the way that Jesus came. Instead, he came as a servant. He came with humility. Paul said it this way to the Philippians. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant. Being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Notice again those first few words. In your relationships, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. Is your mindset the same as Christ Jesus? Be like Jesus. In your relationships with others, come from a place of servanthood. Come from a place of humility because that's the Jesus way.
The truth is that we will never sincerely respect, value, or honor anyone until and unless we start with an attitude of humility. Honoring and respecting others will not happen if we have a superior or holier than thou attitude. Paul tells us to value others above ourselves, as it said earlier in that passage of Scripture. It seems to me that respect and honour become a whole lot easier from a posture of servanthood and humility. Start with humility, start with serving, and respect and honour become a whole lot easier. I'm going to finish up with a few questions for you to consider. Where and how do you need to bring respect and honour in your life? Where? Is it at home? Is it at school? Is it at work? Or is that actually everywhere? I need to work on respect. Or is it with specific people? Question two. What are you saying or doing to people that is disrespectful? What are you saying about others that is disrespectful? Is this something that you need to work on? Question three, what is it that you need to, who is it that you need to look at differently? Who is it that you need to look at the way God sees them? Is there someone that you're struggling with this respect thing for? Look at them the way that God looks at them. And finally, in view of God's mercy, in view of all that God has done for you, how will you respond to him? Let me pray. Father, we just thank you so much for what you've done for us. We are in awe of you and your great mercy for us. Father God, I pray that you would help us to respond accordingly, that we can live a life that honours you, but also shows respect and honour to others. Lord, I pray that we can make a difference in our world, in our part of the world, by the relationships that we have with others. And I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen.